And so today's message is going to get back on that, that theme and that message of fulfilling our destiny as a people, as a church, as individuals. Every one of us have a destiny on our life. Amen? God has a plan and a purpose for your life. Everybody say with me, God has a plan, God has a plan. and he's looking for a man. And when I say man, I'm talking about man or woe man, right, right, we're, we're just, but God has a plan and he's looking for a man to believe him and to come in agreement with him on his plan. Can I have an amen on that? Amen. Now, le, several, several weeks ago, I began this message and we talked about all the amazing men and women out of Hebrews chapter 11. Uh, it's, it's the hall of faith, but uh, how many have ever been to the Newcastle Basketball Hall of Fame that we have here locally. We have a Basketball Hall of Fame, right? Well, in, in Hebrews 11, it is our Christian Hall of Fame where these men and these women did these amazing, amazing things for God and they did it and they accomplished amazing things for the kingdom of heaven, right? I mean, there was Abel, there was Enoch, there was Noah, there was Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Sarah, Joseph, Moses, Rahab, Gideon, Samson. I mean, the list goes on and on in Hebrews 11, and he talks about these powerful men and women and how God, was, had, a, God had a plan and he was looking for a man. And those men and women chose to come in agreement with God to do amazing things for the kingdom. And guess what? The Hall of Fame is still being written today in the kingdom of heaven. Yeah. There, are still, there are still inductions being made into God's Hall of Fame. And you are part of that Hall of Fame. Yeah. You are part of that enlistment of what God's wanting to do on the earth by bringing the kingdom of heaven to the earth. And you're part of that plan. Everybody say, I'm a part of that plan. But if we live like the lady on the video, guess what? We will never do. <laughs> These amazing men and women, and I started sharing on this passage out of Hebrews 11.33, and we're going to go to that right now. Hebrews 11.33 again said, By faith they conquered kingdoms, they administered justice, and they obtained what was promised. How many want to obtain what has been promised? We spent a lot of time talking about administration about a month ago, and I'm going to begin to un unwrap how do we apply this to our life. What does the kingdom of heaven look like? What are the spiritual laws of the kingdom that I need to apply to my life so that the, that the things in my life, that the things that God has called me to actually come to pass in my life? Here's what I've noticed in my life. In 20 years of ministry, and even before that, I have seen people in this church and in other churches, I have seen people with great faith. I mean, they have faith to move mountains. They believe God for some amazing, radical things. And they've not fulfilled what they're believing God for. I've also seen men and women who are amazingly gifted in administration and planning, who have, uh, have plans that go out that are as long as the list you can ever imagine of administration and a plan, and they still not fulfill the destiny of God on their life. 
And there's something about this faith and administration coming together where you have to have both. You have to have deep faith. You have to have faith in what God has promised and what he has said and what he has for your life. God has a plan, and he's looking for a man. Yes, woe man. You can say that if you're a woman. I'm struggling with keeping this thing on. And so we talked about what is faith, what is a ministering justice for us to bring the kingdom of heaven to the earth. And everybody, it was amazing. I got a lot of emails. I got texts. Oh, Eric, now how do we do this? And I got a lot of encouraging things when I started that message. And it's this thing now that we're getting into. It's like, now how? How do I bring this? What does, it's like what Tom just said a few minutes ago in the area of giving, giving and receiving. Giving and receiving is a spiritual law. It's part of the kingdom. You, you, know, you have to sow, and when you sow, you reap. But by sowing, you have to have, be in faith on what you're sowing for you to reap. And so faith has to be there as well because you can't have the things that we're believing God for without faith, but you can't also have it without administration. And I'm really jacked about this message, guys. Because without administration, we get lazy. Without administration, we procrastinate. Without administration, we fly by the seat of our pants. Without administration, we dream, 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 but never, ever fulfill the dreams in our hearts and what God has put in our hearts. Anybody seen that in their own life? But here's what I believe. Believe that God has amazing exploits for this people of God to accomplish right here. There is this faith is returning to my heart in a different measure to believe God for what He has said and what He has declared. I believe that God has spoken over this house some amazing prophetic words. There is rhema words and there is logos words. There are promises from the word of God that are the logos that are for all of us. And there are rhema words, there are spirit spoken words, God, that has spoken to us prophetically and he has said some things about our lives that he wants. Repeat with me. God has a plan and he's looking for a man. I'm going to wear that out today. He has amazing things. He has big plans, big dreams, big purposes of bringing the kingdom of heaven to this city and to this region in the name of Jesus. He prophesied over us many, many years ago. It was going to be like a youth movement. There was going to be a, a, a lot of young people in this house, but there were going to be enough older people to stabilize the work. But he was going to, it was going to be like a youth movement, that he was going to change the spiritual landscape of this region. That was a spirit-spoken rhema word. And I tell you, I believe that it is going to be said of the people of New Covenant that we fulfilled God's purpose in our generation. I believe we're going to bring and administer justice to poverty. We're going to administer justice to the drug culture of this city. We're going to administer justice to marriages in this city. 
that there are marriages who are on life support and are about to die that God is going to resurrect in the name of Jesus. He's going to restore the covenant of marriage in this house and in this region in Jesus' name. Can I have an amen on that? He's going to come. He's going to move into schools. He's going to bring revival. He's going to do some powerful things, and he is doing some powerful things. He, God has said that this house is a house of healing. There's a well of healing here in deliverance. And we are, by faith, putting our, our faith in those prophetic words. I was reminded in 2014, I know, we... We, we had three amazing miracles in 2014 in this house. In January, we had Joel, who was paralyzed. He got his legs back. Then six months later, we had Gary Tower, who was on his deathbed. God resurrected him and set him free. And Sandy Dillon had a tumor in the back of her ear, and God dissolved that tumor. Andy McGraw, they said he would be dead by now, and he stands there. He sits there in the second row, alive in Jesus' name from a brain tumor. The brain tumor is still there, but it has not grown. And we curse that sucker in Jesus' name. And by faith, we believe you're part of the healing word that has been placed over this house. Signs, wonders, and miracles that God has destined for this house. Can I have an amen? And God has been saying, get ready, get ready, get ready. I want this house to have a regional impact. There's a call on this church and there's a call on us. And God has a plan and he's looking for a man. So today's message, I'm going to go back and I'm going to start with the how. The how of how do we get there, how do we, and, 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 and I'm just talking about the destiny, and, and I've got to talk about the corporate destiny, but the corporate destiny will not happen if you don't obtain your individual destiny. If you don't bring administration to your personal life, and to be honest with you, before it ever gets to a corporate anointing, before it ever gets to a place where we're, we're, we're cooking with gas, it's because you're administrating the housework. It's because you're administrating your finances. It's because you're getting free internally with your emotions. It's because you're getting set free on the inside. Because what we have and what we're to give to this city and region only comes from your overflow. It only comes from the overflow that you begin to import so that you can give it away. And if you don't get free emotionally, this city's not going to get free emotionally. If you don't get free in your finances, we're not going to destroy poverty over this city. If you don't get free from your addictions and drugs and alcohol and pornography and all that stuff, guess what? We won't set the city free from drugs, alcohol, and pornography. If you don't get set free in your marriage, if you don't get holiness in your marriage, you're not going to bring it to the city. It ain't going to happen. It's a dream. We'll talk about it until I'm dead in the grave and the next generation of leaders come here at New Covenant and say, hey, we're going to do this. So we are a unit, we're a body, and the body has to get what God has for them. You individually have got to take ownership of your piece of the puzzle. Can I have an amen on that? We've got to get serious. I've got to get serious. You've got to get serious on what is God saying to you? What is the plan God has for you? Because God has a plan, and he's looking for a man. Now, that's not to make you feel bad. That's just, it's time to get ready. God prophesied through Denny Kramer, get ready, get ready, get ready. Some have gotten ready, and some have just said yes and amen. 
So today's message is how do I bring increase? How do I possess what God has for me? How do I take possession of my prophetic destiny, my purpose in God for my ministry, my family, my children, my work, maybe my house cleaning as that video showed? How do I do it? All this takes faith and administration. Everybody say faith and administration. You will never ever possess your promised land if you can't administrate your promised land. So how do I do this? And I'm getting cooking up here. Bear with me. Time to bring out the T.D. Jakes hanky. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Mm. You must understand how the kingdom of heaven works. You must understand how the kingdom of heaven works. The kingdom of heaven works by faith and administration. And many other things. I'm concentrating on a couple things today. And so if you will with me, if, you're in your, if you have your Bibles, turn to Hebrews chapter 11. In order to talk about how, I've got to talk about what a little bit. What is faith and what is administration? Are you guys cool with that? So I want to talk about faith just for a moment. Whoops. Out of Hebrews 11.1. 1. And I know, I thank God for our faith people. Give me my hello from my faith people over here. Amen. Thank God for faith people. Thank God for word people. Thank God for Holy Ghost people. Thank God for worship people. Thank God for all the different camps that are in this house. We need them all in order to fulfill the purpose of God. Can I have an amen on that? Now, what is faith? If I'm going to bring faith to my housework, it was funny, even after I preached this message, I saw on Facebook one young lady going, oh my gosh, I don't know what to do. I've got two kids. I can't get anything done. I was thinking, oh man, girl, faith and administration, faith and administration. And all these things on Facebook were just showing up about this stuff. But what is faith? This is what Hebrews says in the Hall of Faith. Now, faith is the substance in the New King, King James Version, the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Now, faith in the NIV says, now faith is the confidence of things hoped for and the assurance of what we do not see. <clears throat> so, we're going to talk a little bit about faith here today. Faith is established conviction. Faith is established, everybody say established conviction concerning things you do not see. Is anybody seeing healing right now in the natural in Gary Tower's body? In the natural. Do you see it with your natural eyes? But what do we see with our spiritual eyes? We see the kingdom of heaven coming and bringing body parts to Gary. We see the kingdom of heaven we see what's in heaven to bring it. What do we see? Do we see Andy with a tumor in the brain? No, I want to see him after the spirit. I want to see what's in heaven and what heaven has. What is God's plan? And God is looking for a man. And we bring those things that are in heaven. What do I see? Do I see a drug culture that is invading Newcastle, Indiana with my natural eyes? I see it with my natural eyes. 
But what has God said? What has he said that we were going to bring to this city and this region? What has he said in his word? What does God want? God has a plan. And we have got to understand clearly what it is God has said to us. Not only through the Logos word, it says in Isaiah clearly that we've come to say, he's come to set the captives free. We have the word for that. We can stand on the word of God. The word of God is clear what the call of the church is. In Matthew 28, it's clear. We are to make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. There are things we know the word of God to say, but we have specific things that God wants to do in our teenagers here. He does not want our teenagers to sit on this side left, bored out their gourd. He wants them experiencing the presence and the power of God. He wants to take that power and presence to the school. He said there's going to be a youth movement. There's going to be a movement in the schools is what God has said. I've got to have youth who believe that. If they don't believe it, they'll be bored. If they don't believe it, they'll come and don't believe that they have a part to play in this youth movement. You have a part to play in this youth movement, guys. God wants to bring revival to the schools. Can I have an amen on that? He wants to make his presence known to the teenagers of this community. Can I have an amen on that? Do you believe that? Well, faith is an established conviction. Do you believe that? Is it, is it settled in your heart? God says he wants Pure, he wants a marriage that, that, that represents him in the word of God. He says in the word of God that he wants a marriage relationship to shadow the glory of a greater relationship. He wants the marriage here in these, this house. He, want, he wants marriages to reflect his glory. Is that not what the word of God says? Do we see that in our marriages? Not to the degree that we know we should. But do we believe he wants to bring marriages together even though the enemy is trying to drive them apart? Do we have that conviction that when we see someone struggling in their marriage, oh no, I am not going to believe and allow the enemy to trespass over that marriage. I'm going to stand with you. I'm going to believe by faith that God has something greater. Is it established conviction? Is it, are we believing by faith what God says he wants to do? See, the real issue, whoops, went too far. The real issue with faith that I want to talk about briefly, the word faith is a substance. That word substance here means to stand under. It's a technical, in a technical sense, it means title deed. To stand under the title deed. Now, what is a title deed? Any real estate gurus in here? I have the title deed to my property. I have the title deed to my car. I have a title on all my vehicles. I own my vehicles. The title's in my lockbox. I have the title deed. It is a done deal. Those vehicles are in mine and my wife's name. It means to stand under 
the claim to the property. To stand under the claim. Faith is this established conviction that no, it's already mine. It already belongs to me. God has already said it. He will do it. God has a plan and he's looking for a man to believe him, to know what he is saying and know what he wants. And this might be just with your marriage right now. It may be with getting your home in order. It may be getting your finances in order. It may be whatever the situation, the, the, the chaos that's in your life right now, God's saying, I have a plan for you. I have a plan for you. I have a plan for you. And I'm looking for a man who will come in agreement and sit under the title deed of what I have and what I've said. Faith is the title deed of things hoped for and the assurance of what you, you are hoping on rests in God's promises and his plans. So if I took, take that and I look at our corporate plan, the corporate things that God has said that is planned and destined for new covenant, if I look at the corporate things, if I look at the things that he said to my wife and I on the individual plans that he's put in our hearts to do and to accomplish, I have to, faith says I sit under this title deed of what God has already said and what he's planned and I'm believing and I'm assured of it coming to pass. I know that it's going to come to pass. I know that it's going to come to pass. Here are some things that I know corporately, I know that are going to come to pass. I don't, I, 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 I'm believing it, that I'm going to see it in my generation. If it's not my generation and it's my children's generation, I'm cool with that. But I know that I know that I know. Even Abraham, he didn't get to see everything that was promised, but his generations got to see it. Here are some things that are established in my heart. There's a conviction. I'm settled on a future expectation. I'm, I'm settled on a future reward. I'm, I, my faith is in a substance that I cannot see. I know New Covenant is going to have a regional impact. I know there is going to come up out of this house an amazing school of worship. I know that there's going to be a worship CD that this house does sometime down the road. I know that it's going to happen. I know there's a healing school. I know there are healing rooms that are going to come out of this house. I know that. It's an established, I'm under the title deed. I believe it. A school of ministry, a transformation center where people are set free. Even this morning as I was awakening in this, in this morning, I was, I, I was like, God, stir my heart. What are, you, what are you saying? And I even seen us having a service down the road, literally that was for drug addicts and for people who were, who were bound in an addiction. And we were going to have the worship team and we were going to have such worship and there was going to be this breaking off of bondages that God was going to give us a different strategy, strategy for the drug addict that literally they were going to come into the presence of God and demonic strongholds were going to come off as we had this service that was explicitly for the drug addict. The, the, the addicted, whether it's a life-controlling issue of porn or drugs or alcohol, we have been called to set the captives what? Free. Do you believe that? Yes. 
And so what is it? If he's going to change the spiritual landscape, one of the scriptures in, in Timothy 3, it says, you will, if you're going to, to be a leader or an elder in the house of God, if you're going to be a leader that has influence, that you've got to get your own household taken together first. If you can't manage your own house, how will you manage the house of God? How will we bring the house of God, how will we bring the kingdom to this city and this region without us doing individual freedom? So what is it in your life? What about your life? These saints in Hebrews 11, they did amazing things for the kingdom of God, didn't they? They obtained a good report, not because of their achievements, not because they were so intelligent, not because they came from the right family line. Actually, they came from many of low, low places. That actually, the, the, in Hebrews it says that out of their weakness, God brought strength. They were ordinary people. It wasn't their personal holiness. It wasn't their, their passive acceptance of the will of God. But no, they, <laughs> they were amazing men and women of God. They were actively confident and certain of what God had said. They were actively believing God. They were actively pursuing God and His will. They believed something first. If you're going to bring administration to your life, you've got to believe something first. You have to have faith first and these men and women express that faith in radical ways radical obedience radical sacrifice radical perseverance radical perseverance and not quitting how many of us have gotten bored how many of us have it's just too hard how many of us gotten to play well man god said it but man i'm just you know we haven't seen it come Anybody? And so, this thing of faith, the title deed in my finances, the title deed in my job, the, fi the, the, the title deed with my children, the title deed when it comes to my ministry, the title deed when it comes to my health, my title deed when it comes to whatever God is dealing with our hearts on, we have to stand under the title deed with confidence. The word of God. The promise of God. Faith. Everybody say with me, faith. faith. Everybody say faith. faith. Say, I've got to have faith. God, give me more faith. <laughs> Enlarge my faith. You realize faith is a muscle. When it's not used, it does not grow. <laughs> is that true? And so instead of whining and complaining about every trial that we go through, just realize I'm working my bicep. I'm working my faith muscle. Amen? So several weeks ago, I said, you've got to start somewhere. So when we're talking about faith and administration, we've got to know where to start. We've got to know what is the area that I started. And so several weeks ago, man, I'm sorry, I'm steaming these glasses up. So where is it that we start in our life? 
if we have these big dreams, we have these big prophetic destinies that God has on our life, how does Mike Brown start? How does Sam start? How does my wife start? What do we start with? Well, we start with, yes, the faith and administration. We got to realize this is what God has for us. We have to believe God. But you've got to start somewhere. And I know what we talked about several weeks ago was this issue of where is it that there is such chaos in your life where you really need the administration of God to come in? If you're like this lady in this video that I showed and you're trying to clean your house and you're going from one thing to the next thing and you have no plan, she's actually having chaos and she doesn't know where to start. And so she needs a plan. She needs a plan for the chaos that's in her life. And so you may have chaos in your health, you may have chaos in your finances, you may have chaos in your ministry, you may have chaos in your marriage, you may have chaos. Where's the chaos? Follow the chaos. Follow the stress. Where are you overwhelmed? Where are you overwhelmed in your life? Where are things not clicking? Where are things not happening? Isolate that one area. Start there. Start there. If it's your health, start there. If it's your relationship, your marriage, hey, how am I going to bring faith and administration to my marriage? And all of a sudden, and we're going to get into this next week, all of a sudden, God begins to give us a plan. And so wherever the chaos, so everybody just close your eyes right now. Could you just ask the Spirit of God, what is the one area I was working with somebody this week, and, and there were four areas. Four areas that the Holy Spirit highlighted that he needed to bring direction and faith and administration to areas of his life. So, Holy Spirit, we just ask you, what is the area that each one of us need to deal with? That's simple. If you get it, say amen. If you've got your spot, say amen. Does enough people have the one area? If you don't know your area, come see me. I can really help you with that. Come see Alger. Come see your connect group leader. Guess what? You probably know my area better than I know myself sometimes. Holy Spirit, show us the one area. Okay. I'm going to assume you've got that area. I'm going to assume that you know the area. I'm going to assume you know what area you need to bring faith and administration to. Now, I know. Here's, and I believe today, at the end of the service, we're going to have a time of prayer and laying down of hands, and God's going to, he is going to do something today in the area of faith. He's going to elevate faith today in our hearts. Because I remember, I remember being so defeated in losing weight I remember not being in faith. I had a faith issue. I was not believing God that I could do it. And I've struggled over the last, really since Christmas, getting back in faith. Getting back in believing what God has said to me. And getting back into the plan that he has put on my heart. So I know how difficult it is to bring faith to a certain area of your life. It's really tough. And really, to be honest with you, that's why the body of Christ is so important because you know what? We really can't do it by ourselves. But I want to go over just a few scriptures today as we, 
as we get, because I really want a time of laying on of hands and an impartation, because I really believe we're going to lay hands on some people, and there's going to be some really directional things that come to people's life. God's going to download faith, faith's going to increase, and God's going to begin to speak a plan into people's life on how to, this one area of your life, how God's wanting to bring freedom. Are you guys in agreement with that? Can you believe God for that? So how is it we, we isolate the issue, and we have to then begin to ask God, what is God's plan? Everybody say with me, God has a plan, and he's looking for a man. God has a plan, and he's looking for a man. See, you're a co-laborer with Christ. See, we're his sheep, and his sheep what? Hear his voice. If you're a lover of God, God does speak to you. I was in a session earlier this week, and I was amazed how much God was speaking to this person. God does speak to his kids. And we're a co-labor with him, and we have to ask God for direction. The way the kingdom of heaven works is it works by faith. And we have to believe God that he wants to speak. So let me, I want to go with just a few scriptures that, that we're going to look at real quickly, and then... We're going to land a plane today. Amen. I want to land a plane. This is what administration means. I didn't even get to that. What is administration? The Greek word here is, I'm not even going to pronounce that. Okonomia, okonomia. Okay. Let's just say okay. Administration, the Greek word there is okay. So where, this is where we get our word stewardship. It's where we get our word administration, management of household affairs. This is where you look after another's affairs. So when we're talking about God has a plan and he's looking for a man, we realize that we are submitted to someone else's plan besides our own. If you said yes to Jesus, which I'm assuming you have since you're here today, if you said yes to him and you haven't, we're here to help you say yes to him. But we're assuming that you want God's plan over your own plan. We're not about making Jesus just Savior, but we're make, about making him what? Lord. Lord of our life. And so administration is to accomplish or finish a task, to put something into effect entirely or thoroughly, to fully accomplish or succeed in a... Everybody say that. To fully accomplish or succeed in a... Everybody say the word. word. In a what? Word. See, this is where I lost faith. Because I really didn't believe God's people wanted to. I didn't think God, and, and I got in faith on it. That's why I can preach it now again. But there is this labor or process of development that God is looking for from us. But it's a plan to accomplish a work. That bold line, everybody say that. A plan to accomplish a work. A plan to accomplish a work. Administration is a plan to accomplish a work. We have a work to do in our Flip 180. We have work to do in our children's ministry. We have work to do in our teenagers. We have work to do in our marriages. We have work to do in the drug, drug culture. We have work to do in setting this city free. We have work to do in destroying poverty over this land. We have work. Can everybody say yes? We have work. And work is not part of the curse. Did you hear me? Work came before the curse. Yeah. 
It's not a four-letter word. Oh, Eric, you're expecting a little too much of me. No. Administration is a, a plan to accomplish work. Everybody say, a plan, a plan. to accomplish work. If you don't have a plan, you plan to fail. If you're shooting at nothing, you're going to hit it every time. Just in the last three or four weeks, I've been adding administration to my life, and I've been putting this message into practice, and by golly, I have been so stinking busy because it adds work to my life. The, why, the reason why we don't like administration is we don't like work. We don't like responsibility. There is a curse over this land. There is a curse over this land when it comes to responsibility. Do you hear me? There is a curse that's wanting to seduce you in getting you not to be a worker, a laborer who is, who is worthy of his hire. There is a curse. You try to get somebody to work in this town that doesn't have drugs in their system and who will actually work and do hard work, it is hard to find. You go to any employer in this city, and it is hard for them to find somebody who will work. It's hard to find people, and I praise God we did the appreciation dinner. We have 123 people in this house working, doing things, ministering, whether it comes to children or youth or that. I praise God we are, we, we are cutting some ground. Amen. But administration is work. It's a plan to accomplish a work. Man, I tell you what, I'm on a rabbit trail for a few months. Man, when I was at the airport in San Francisco last fall, and me and my wife and Tom and Michelle, we were waiting on the airplanes. I mean, it was amazing to watch the administration of that airport. It was amazing to see this part, the dog guy coming to get the, guy, the dog in the crate, and the crate taking this. And I mean, just to watch the bees at work. It was amazing, the administration of just an airport. Just so you can get your butt from San Francisco to Indianapolis. Try going to the airport and just try without the gift of administration. And you just tell me where you get. You just try to go on vacation anywhere you want to go on vacation. And you just remove the gift of administration and you just tell me where you get. Even for you to go to Georgia, you got to have a plan. You got to have money. You got to know where you're stopping, and you got to know where you want to go see. Just to get to Georgia. Or you can be like there's some wanderers. Oh, I don't know where we're going today. Wherever the Spirit takes me. Oh, we went to California. It took six days to get there because we didn't have a plan. Ran out of money before we got back. Had to wire some money to this director because we ran out of money. But boy, did we have fun. Just try. Now I realize not everybody's gifted in the gift of administration. I realize we got to get the body of Christ helping each other. Those who have the gift of administration need to help those who don't. I just think that we have a high percentage of people who don't have the gift of administration. <laughs> I am not going to go to all the scriptures. I'm going to land this plane. I want to remind you. What I was going to do to build faith was I was going to take you through about five scriptures. 
But I don't want to tell you about the five scriptures. I want to tell you about how God spoke to Noah. And he said, man of God, I want you to build an ark. I've got a plan and I need a man. I've got a plan and I need a man who will build an ark to save my people. And I want to talk about what did Noah go through? Oh, you talk about the hecklers? You talk about building a boat that big and everybody thought he was 100 years to build this thing and they had never seen rain? Noah, you're an idiot. I'm telling you, some of the things that are in our hearts to believe God for, they're going to think we're crazy. You, you're going to believe that cancer is going to come out of that body? You're nuts. Man, are you a cult? Oh, but we're a healing well. Oh, but God has said, he said he's come to set the captives free. God has said that he was going to come in and he was going to show signs, wonders, and miracles in this hour to cause a people to believe in his beauty. So let's talk about Noah. Let's talk about the administrative plan that took for that, that feat. Let's talk about the gopher wood. Let's talk about the pitch. Let's talk about how it was laid out. Let's talk about the stalls. Let's talk about how many floors it was. It was an administrative nightmare. <laughs> Noah was a man of faith. And he stood for something. And God used him. Oh, and then there's Isaiah in Isaiah 46. Isaiah prophesies and he declares, this is the word of the Lord and I am going to rise up a man who will set my people free. The children of Israel were in captivity. They were in bondage. They had been 70 years in slavery in, in Babylon. And he prophesies. And who's he prophesying over? He was prophesying over Cyrus, who was an ungodly king from Persia, who ruled for, for, for 30 years. And he had, he had control of the whole Middle East. And he uses an ungodly king to restore Israel to her homeland. God was looking for a man, and he had a plan. I could go through many examples today. I could talk about Nehemiah, and the walls of Jerusalem were in disrepair, and the walls had been burnt. But Nehemiah begins to pray and fast. He begins to have a burden on his heart. And he begins to get this unction inside of his heart that, wow, God wants to send me from all the way over here to all the way back to Jerusalem to be a man with a plan. To be a man who will rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. Did he have any hecklers? Did he have anybody that thought he was crazy? Did they have any battles? And he persevered with a sword in one hand and a tool in the other hand. The children of God, they rebuilt the walls of Jerusalem. And we have some walls to rebuild in Newcastle. We have some foundations to relay in Newcastle. We have some things that need to happen in this region. And it's going to take a plan, just like God spoke to Joseph. And he said, Joseph, go interpret the dream that Pharaoh had. I have spoken to Pharaoh. <laughs> Golly, an ungodly king. God gives Pharaoh a dream. Seven thin cows, seven fat cows. God had a plan. And he was looking. God had a plan. 
and he was looking for a man. God had a plan. And so Joseph heard the word of the Lord, and he interpreted the dreams to Pharaoh. And he tells Pharaoh, the administrative plan is such. Put a commissioner over the, the, your, your, your kingdom. He said, put, no, he said, put a manager over your kingdom. Put commissioners in each of the cities. Bring one-fifth of the, of the spoil and store it in all these cities. And God, through administration, saved Israel and saved Egypt. God had a plan. And he was looking for a man. I need you. I need you. I need you guys. I need you to get a plan. I need you to hear from heaven for your life. If we're going to accomplish the purpose of God in this house, I'm telling you, God has a plan and he's looking for a man. He wants faith to increase. He wants you to believe that God has a plan. He has a plan. If you're in turmoil right now and your marriage is a mess, I'm telling you, he has a plan for your marriage. If you're in problems with your health, I'm telling you, he has an answer for your health. God has a plan. Everybody say, God has a plan, and he's looking for a man. How do we do this? It requires faith. Who will believe? Who will believe? Who will be the Nehemiah and fast and pray? Who will be the Joseph and interpret a dream that brings a plan to this house or to someone's life? Who will prophesy and declare the word of the Lord on what God wants? I believe God's looking for a people of faith. If he's wanting to give you a plan for your life, if you would stand up with me. If I could have the prophetic team and the altar team come up here. If we could put a little bit of music on. Oh, Holy Spirit, come. Oh, Holy Spirit, come. Oh, power of God, come. Power of God, come. The way the kingdom of God works is you must believe and you will receive. The way the kingdom of heaven works is you must believe and you will receive. You must believe God is a good God and that He has a plan and that He's looking for a man and you're that man. You're that one who's going to believe. You're that one who's going to believe that there is a call upon your life. That there's a destiny that God has for you. That there is an answer and a solution to your situation. Oh, Holy Ghost, come. Oh, power of God, come. Oh, faith, arise. Faith, arise. Faith, arise. Faith, arise. Faith arise. If you're here today, and you want to be in, all in, If you want to be all in to what God has, 
If you want to be the man or the woman who says, I want to follow God no matter the cost. I want to know his plan. I want to be in faith. I believe God, we're going to do an impartation. I believe there's going to be an impartation of faith today. I believe as these people lay hands on you, there is going to come faith. Faith. And I break doubt. I break unbelief in Jesus' name. I take authority over fear in Jesus' name. And I say you cannot rob the people of God from their destiny and their purpose in Jesus' name. Let faith arise. Let faith arise. But if you want prayer today, if you want an impartation, if you want direction for this plan, I'm telling you, it's going to take faith and administration. Here's what I believe. I believe there's going to be an impartation of faith today as they lay hands on you, and there's going to come even the prophetic words that are going to come from these people to give you direction in the one area that you're dealing with. How many will believe God for that? How many believe the Holy Ghost wants to give you direction today? How many believe that God has a plan? And he's looking for a man. If you want prayer, come up. I want you to come to somebody, and I want you to come expectation with expectation. I'm going to come behind, and I'm going to lay hands on people as well, and I'm going to declare faith. I'm going to declare a breaking in of faith in Jesus' name. Make a line and just come to these people, and they're going to have prophetic words. They're going to be, and faith is going to increase, and God's going to begin to give you a plan for this hour. In Jesus' name. Father, I thank you for that.